Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 22 of the Culture to Christ podcast. We're your hosts, Alex and Aaron. Thank you guys again for joining us. We appreciate all the support. If you guys have been watching us so far and you guys enjoy the videos, make sure you guys like it and subscribe it to us on YouTube and also leave a review on Apple Podcasts so we can reach more people like you who enjoy our content. Uh, today we're going to get into the holidays, the holiday spirit of, of Christmas, um, whatever you want to call it, whatever your faith background is. Aaron and I are going to talk about our history with, with Christmas, the holiday spirit, and then some of the things we kind of agree on, disagree on. Aaron, how you doing, man? Great skate again last night. Thank you, you so like much. sound like a broken record, eh? Like last week you did, but you, know, you can't take that for granted because it can get taken away. In any second, with the times and you were buzzing too. A lot of goals for you. Oh, you know, I felt good on the. It's bit on the longer sheet, like regular ice. It's so much more freeing, and I felt great today. Like you get so much more exercise that way. So good ice too, eh? Oh, like smooth, crisp. Like no, uh, no cracks, nothing. But thanks to you, because you, you, how long did it take you to get ice? Yeah, too long. Like everyone just giving you the runaround, the typical. You know what I hate when you call in and you talk to these people and they give you like the typical COVID runaround because everyone just uses that as their as an excuse to either slack off, not get back to you, not as if COVID. They so like and it, it makes sense too. So. If they want to give you any reason why they haven't, you know, replied to you or why they can't do something, they say, "Oh, you know, with COVID going on, uh, it's 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 delayed things, or <laughs> is the virus stopping you from emailing yeah. back?" Right. The new symptom is cramped fingers, so I can't type an email. That's the only good thing I think for like, because if I were one of the workers, I would be abusing it too. You know, you know, with COVID, uh, we can't we can't uh, get this this slot booked in for you guys because it takes longer. <laughs> That's and you like how many phone calls like did you have to go over and over and over? You said it took you like two days to find ice. Yeah, it's so hard. And we're in Canada, so and imagine all these other places. I'm assuming wouldn't they want business though? Like, say if some ranks are still kind of open, or they do. do you think but the thing is, a lot of these places have a, a large waiting list because there's so many people that want ice time. But you know, it's it comes down to how many people they're allowed to have. And thank God when we played, like the guy was very, you know, he was cool. Very chill. He wasn't one of those uh, warriors, face mask warriors yeah. trying to get your ID. See where you make sure you live in the location. <laughs> That's wild that you have to live in the city to, is that a new mandate? You have to live in the city to do stuff or like. So it's not an official, uh, it's not an official law. Or what, government order or provincial order? I, so I don't even think it's an order. I just think that some ranks, they just want to, uh, you know, they think they're doing their part by making sure that the only people they're allowed playing there are the ones that live in the area. So they're just trying to, like, you know, be extra. And make it, like, I guess, fair for the people that want to. But there's so many guys like us that, you know, I, I was I even talked to a plumber that was working at my dad's, and he hadn't played hockey in, like, a year. And, like, a lot of guys are going through, you know, even seasonal depression with wintertime, but not playing, like, the sport you've been playing since you were a kid. Like, the difference of how I feel today from when I did, like, days before not playing is like tremendously different i know for like, your mental health and they and you know like the the health doctors and all these other politicians they try to say there's no correlation between gym and your mental health they think that you know you could just go go out outside for a run or you know work out uh in your basement or at home and it's the same thing when they don't know that you know playing an actual sport with you know your boys it's different than just being isolated and going for a run it's two different things. I agree with you. Two different things because, one, yeah, the social aspect of, like, yesterday being around all the guys you enjoy talking with, all your friends, like, that's community. You know what I mean? You're building friendships. You're staying healthy. You're joking. You're laughing. And then you also have guys who are all competitive. You know, they want to play. They want to win. 
and it's not the same thing. And some of these politicians are saying that. I think people also have different levels of, um, you know, people struggle with different things. You know what I'm saying? And I guess some people are good with just sitting at home all day and chilling, going to work and not exercising much, and they're Doug okay. Ford. Yeah, <laughs> Doug Ford, yeah. Some people get used and comfortable just to do nothing, but some people grew up being active. You know, like people grew up doing marathons. They Like that's how what they're used to doing. Like some people like to sit at a desk all day. Some people don't like to sit at a desk all day, right? You know what, you it's know only it's benefiting joke? some people. And it's a joke how when Doug Ford goes, he goes, guys, you guys don't need to be in the gym. You guys don't need to be, you know, in these uh, sports facilities. And you look at the guy who's sending the message. The guy's so overweight. Like, it's like, bro, you don't even care yourself even before COVID about, you know, your own health. So you can't be giving us advice on how what we should be doing to stay healthy, it, right? Exactly. It's a, it's just a, it's an obvious hypocrisy, right? It's like... Buddy, you're out, you're eating whatever you want. You're chilling. Your life hasn't changed. Like, your life has been the same from the lockdown on. Like, you're, Literally. Still, you're still doing your job, right? We're they other, haven't missed a paycheck. No, nothing. And we're, 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 our lifestyles, everyone has different ways of living. And now it's like only certain lifestyles are accepted now. And, you know, oh, we feel fine. Why don't you guys get it together? <laughs> like, man, I, like for me, even going to the gym, like, I'm a big gym guy. So I've had to seriously adjust my lifestyle to like manage myself. Mental health is big for me, right? So it's like, okay, like me working in my basement, like working out the same thing, not around. Like I like people, I like energy. I always tell people there's not many places you can go where everyone's there for the same reason to get better. You know, when you go to the gym, you know, everyone's there to like, yo, we're here to improve. You're talking to people that want to run businesses. They're like growth mindset, right? So that's also the aspect of that's why people like gyms because everyone's there to get better. You don't really have many places like that you can go to. If you had to pick uh, between the gym staying open and the hockey arena, if you could only pick one, what would you pick? Jeez. That's a tough one. Especially for you, I know that's tough. I would go... Because for people who don't know, before games, you would be in at, at the gym getting a lift in. Yes, before. So it's like it, it was uh, connected for you, both places. Yeah, yeah, so I would say I would pick the hockey rinks over the gyms being open. Wow. Because I can get my lift in if I have to at home. Like, I'll get my weights and stuff, but you can't manufacture a hockey game like that. Yeah. Like, I can get a minimal workout. Like, I can't get – there's a lot more equipment and stuff I can do at the gym, especially at Lifetime, right, than I can do at home. But ho- playing hockey with, like – like, like, you know, we're a small group of people that love hockey. We're all competitive and we're good. Like, you can't manufacture that. I couldn't go play pickup shinny and then manufacture that. So, yeah, hockey definitely because it's a different – it's a workout. It's it's hockey's like, the greatest sport of all time for me. So Especially when, like, when you haven't played it in a long time. The Like, just even – putting your skates on in the room you get that feeling that you know it's like it's like nothing else the the, the nostalgia is unreal and what would you uh, if if you could play you would would you cause I know it was, you know for me hockey's number where there's I nothing know. else i'd rather you know i was gonna say tennis yeah no, hockey do. i i always tell when people used to ask me would you like more hockey or tennis it's not even like hockey is it's more fun because you're with a team when you have a team environment, it's less stressful than when you're on the court by yourself. 100%. So, yes, t- winning in tennis is fun, but the amount of stress you feel is, like, because it's all on you, it's way, it's a way different atmosphere than uh, hockey, right? Yeah. So, I'd, I have way more fun playing hockey. And I think that's why, like, some of you guys are listening, you know, we grew up in Canada and we grew up playing hockey. It's, and the sport itself has so many different facets of why it's so enjoyable and there's no sport like where you're on you're on skates and that feeling i always tell people when i took a year off from hockey one time and then went back on i like i almost remembered why there was a piece missing for me 
Like that's why, you know, COVID can be tough for people because they grew up from a very young age doing something and that was part of the way they function. And then the second gets removed, they're like, like, what, what do I do with this space? You know, what do I, this is my one place of enjoyment. Like we know life in general is, it's, 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 it's tough, right? You got to push forward, you struggle, but it's like, yo, you get, you get that one thing you can do. And now the government's picking and choosing, you know, oh, you know, your thing is not essential as much as this is essential. And come on, like hockey in Canada is essential. Like the, the amount that, you know, like, you know how much revenue hockey brings into our, our country, 100%. tourism, everything. It's like, and also the if talent. that's not good, if you don't consider that essential, then why is it, how can you consider anything else besides obviously, you know, like uh, grocery stores and, you know, like basic needs, but come on, like you got to let people get some exercise in, and, and gyms, and, all that. And also it transitions to the market of the NHL. Like the NHL makes a ton of money, or it was, and even, even in the United States because the players were coming from Canada, right? And jobs. How many jobs does hockey create here in the country? Th- thousands. It's insane. Thousands. Like scouting to equipment manager to anything, to a trainer to analytics now to hockey no, i mean i'm even talking minor hockey level mm-hmm. yeah just like you know how many uh, rinks like employ zamboni drivers you know coaches all these people that's like you take that away now and now what do they have yeah and it it's it's it just sucks because we know we've been playing hockey here and there throughout the lockdown and like no one's getting sick around us no one's been getting ill and we're we're choosing to play hockey so it's like yeah if we get if we get sick we'll we'll take the risk i mean we're playing hockey it's i don't know i feel like there's so many germs around there anyways and and playing hockey it's like do you think that we're going to be scared of catching covid when guys are you know you get stitches you can get a knee you can get hit like there's you can get a puck to the face you can get like, paralyzed. that's yeah that's scarier than me thinking i'm going to catch covid i'm scared about get, getting a, a clapper or a, a snapshot to the face you know yeah 100. or a hit it's like you we we know as soon as you get on the ice it's risk there's a serious risk out there and you play without a cage so i mean like, I, don't, <laughs> I couldn't even play hockey without a cage and my face would be gone but I, yeah and it's it's sad i always because if you get sick, doing nothing is worse, right? So, like, logically, it's like, oh, if people get sick, you'll keep keep moving, keep exercising, keep doing what you're doing because when blood flows, you get better. And, you know, I reiterated this before, like, politicians don't know health and don't know, you know, you can't. And, unfortunately, the reason if you give someone too much power, it ends up destroying people because you only see your lens. You only have, really have your perspective. And when you don't do something, you don't value it, right? Like, there's so many things I hear people that are suffering from, and it doesn't bother me. But I have to be like, okay, you know what? I have to empathize. Like, that's their life. Like, I don't really invest in it, but I can see why that's, you know, making people go crazy. Yeah. Right? And quickly, I want to talk about, have you seen any of those videos going uh, around with, like, uh, people, like, faking getting vaccines? So, like, they show that the needles aren't even getting pushed into them. I it's saw just, that it's video. It's already down. I saw that video. And there's another video I was showing Omer on the way here that uh, CP24, they posted a clip of a lady getting a, a vaccine and they said this is currently going on in Toronto but then she goes to Fox the Fox News which is in the states and they show the same clip and it said live in Pittsburgh <laughs> the same person it's like hey well, can you guys make this any more obvious like how sloppy are you guys the scam is sloppy now oh my god it, that is it's so scary to me cuz i hope people see how serious this is and how we are people are trying to manipulate you like it's evil and it's so obvious. I hope people can see it. Like, and it's connected. Yeah. Like, How is CP24 connected with Fox News? 
How do they have access to the same footage, you know, promoting the same thing going on? Just they write two different uh, cities. So a lot of people, like like someone in Pittsburgh who's who's seeing that, like they don't watch Toronto news. No. Right? They're thinking, oh, this is go. Oh, look at they're doing the tests, and we don't know when the video was taken, what year it's from. It's 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 the television man is is just watch it for Netflix and shows. You don't get information <laughs> from there. Don't go for information because you're just looking at lies and scams over and over again. And the fact that that video you're talking about the syringe, how the syringe was like, they're not even good at lying anymore. Like the fact that it wasn't even open to push. Like yeah. you could tell the guy was like, oh shit. Like you can tell he was fidgeting because he's like. He you knew. Know, he knew like, like this is yeah. a joke. Yeah, and he's like, um, I got to push. But he's like, oh, crap, I forgot to take it. And so he's kind of just like, okay. <laughs> and it's just like, man. You people are stupid. You're, and that's that's the thing, too. Well, is, people are. That's the thing. That's yeah. how it works. But I think it's slowly getting flipping sides because, I mean, look at even people who vote for Trump. It's like if they thought the scam was going to work, he wouldn't have gotten elected, too. It's like even in Canada, it's slowly turning the tables because the lies are becoming more and more obvious. And that's a good side. I know we talk about social media being dangerous, but that's the one positive side of social media is that you find out about that video and you get to see that. You go, look at these scams. Because before, imagine it was just your television. Like during 9-11, when there was no social media, everyone just believed the news. Oh, Twin Towers are coming out. Like, yeah. We, we didn't have anything else to go deeper, right? And yeah. find out the truth. So, But, you know, even so NHL, they said uh, they're not going to make vaccines mandatory. And that was big news because they were saying that the players, a lot of them were going to push back and mm-hmm. be like, we're not we're not putting that in our bodies. Like, yeah. we don't know what the long-term health effects are. If that that's if that's what's going to take for us to sit out, we'll do 100%. it. 100%. And, and all you d- said, okay. Okay, good. Because you just need one superstar to say, I'm not doing it. No one will do it. If you get McDavid saying no... <laughs> Okay, McDavid, and then uh, that'll just transition. You get Crosby saying, "I'm not taking it." They can't do anything. Like you're not—they're not, not going to say Crosby's sitting out. That's going to cause an uproar. So I'm glad to hear that because that was what I was thinking too. I'm like, this—the NHL players, NBA players—they're all going to take this vaccine. Like, no yeah, way. Yeah, they, tr- they were trying to get all like the athletes on board together, like in every major sport. But it's not how it's like. It's not not going down. But even uh, NHL, you know why they haven't started yet? Did you did you hear why? So basically, they say one province is holding out, not letting the team play. Like they don't want any, uh, you know, uh, games going on. They won't announce which province it is, but that's why they can't resume. So there's one team in Canada that is getting, uh, you know, and they can't they can't train anywhere else. This team they can't they they can train, but they're talking. The province is talking about allowing them. I wonder if it's uh, Alberta. Play games. I wonder if it's Alberta. Yeah, they won't say which one because they don't apparently, want the fans to go off, right? Apparently there's a lot of stress going on in Alberta right now with, with who's running, the, I don't know who they're. Yeah, and you know in Vancouver, is. people are still eating in restaurants. It's buzzing? Yeah, like it's because my parents were, were just there and they were like, they were eating in restaurants. Even today on the news, they were saying that in Vancouver, you're allowed to eat even on patios. Like it's normal. Oh, COVID doesn't go over there then. Is it, <laughs> is it, is it, is it to do with the water there? Who knows? But transitioning guys, um, we're going to get into, obviously it's the holiday season. We're getting into Christmas time. It's a good time for some people. Sometimes it could be a, a sad time. Aaron and I are going to go into our experiences with Christmas in a relation with our faith um, and the kind of things we've seen uh, as we grow. So what's the experience for you? What was the experience like for you in like Christmas time? What was the kind of, what are so the good memories? Growing up, I remember it was like, like most kids is about gifts, you know? It was like getting a PS2 or a PS1. Like it wasn't, and obviously, you know, you spend time with family, you go to family parties, you you get to see all your relatives. And yeah, I always looked forward to it because 
you know, a lot of times you don't see certain cousins until Christmas or like at Thanksgiving. So I always looked forward to seeing them. And then you you just you play video games with each other. You eat. But I think as I got older, I um I just started. You know, you just you just grow out of like you know the whole gifts and everything because I guess it, it depends on your situation too. Because I've always been the type where if I want something, I'll get it my I'll get it for myself. You know what I mean? Like I don't look to other people to. Like when you're younger, yeah, you because you don't have money where you you know you get gifts. But then as you get older, I was like, I don't really even look for. I I don't look at Christmas as oh what am I getting? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. How about for you? Um, for me, the holidays were actually there was always a good time because you think about seeing the cousins again, family. Like when you're a kid, it's it's nice, right? You're just okay gifts here and there, but it's more about seeing your cousins, just hanging out and playing, kind of thing. I think. Um, I think it's I think Christmas time is definitely a more stress for like the parents and that kind of side of it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a good time in terms of reflection of your life and getting into like, you know, seeing family, seeing how blessed you are, you know, knowing that some, some kids don't have, you know, it's, that's the one thing too is Christmas time is because it's so about coveting and getting gifts. And then you go to your friends, you see what they get. There's a lot of comparing. Right. So when I look back, like I had a bull, like, way well off Christmases right like um even growing up my parents my parents split up I got to have two different Christmases right so I even got more stuff (laughs) right so when I look back like I was extremely blessed like that's the benefit of divorce man everyone says you know divorce is bad but no you get double now (laughs) right so I got double I got I got more gifts and you know so I think the holidays and it's good for reflection you get to see family you get to eat too much but I think it's the, like you said, you grow up, it's good when you're a child and you're a kid, even high school. But once you kind of grow, like for me, like, yeah, I was the same. I was the same about gifts. Like, yeah, I can get you a gift. But for me, I guess my love language, it didn't mean like, oh, he cares about me because he got me a gift. I think we did, you know, Chris Kringle. Like, I think yeah. that's, that's better when you get like one person, you don't have to get for everybody else. But for me, it's just like, I rather just spend time with people I like. I don't need to like get you a gift force force all these things and like you said you just like if you want something you'll get yourself like you rather spend time with someone have a good conversation right so and and that's the thing like when i say oh like we're privileged enough where we can get stuff for ourselves but i know there's a lot of people who are struggling who they depend on you know drives like food drives or coat drive because they don't they can't afford a winter coat so like that's something where you know i think even now it's like I want to look at Christmas in a way where how can I give back, you know, like whether it's a church, you know, churches who they, they, they collect donations or, you know, people who actually need something like, I think that's how Christmas should be, uh, you know, celebrated. Yeah, You get to a point where you, you, you almost, it's like, it's, you see, like, I don't need this. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting so much, like, what is this about me? Like, I'm good. You know, like I have my life set up. Why do I need more stuff? What do I need the same holidays, the same people over and over and over again? I guess you get to a point where you're like, okay, you know what? I have my life set up. I got those experiences growing up. And now it's it's not about just like indulging in what like the riches you have, I guess, right? It's like, what I what can I do for someone that, you know, I think about, you know, the homeless people or like who are in Toronto right now, like, you know, and it's growing, it, it's growing, right? And it's, you know, people get excited about the holiday spirit and going to these things and Christmas music. And I'm, I honestly, I think about like, Man, this guy's like trying to figure out how he can stay warm. Like and all he's holidays, freezing he's right now. Freezing. Like, right it's now, cold like, outside. Last night. Yeah. Freezing. So, so like that's what something God's done for me is like starting to think about p- other people more and be like, me too. How can I 
make this person, you know, like their gift would be like someone coming to bring them some like, you know, a hot plate of food and stuff like that. So I've been thinking and planning out different ways that I want to give back to the community over time. Um, Even to so today when I went to go get my skate sharpened, so you know, uh, first I went to Pro Hockey Life yesterday in Oakville. Like after I ate with you, the guy fucked up my skates. So I told him uh, five uh, eighths. Uh, uh, what do you do with it? What do you do with it? He them? made them way too sharp. So that's why. How do you, you know? Did you, did you did check? Did you check? Do you like? No, when you... I got on the ice, oh. I, could, I could just feel it. So did you see me go to the room? After? Yeah, I, th- I thought you were like yelling at someone, yelling, at, <laughs> yelling at Villa because he was late. I'm like, Aaron's giving it to him, bro. <laughs> no, it's because I switched out the blades, right? Okay. With my old, with my old steel. Okay. So then, uh, anyway, so today uh, I went to Duke's to get them redone, right, for the skate tomorrow, because I was like, yo, I can't go through that again, right? And then, uh, so the guy told me he's like, yeah, it's uh, 18 bucks. And I had a 20. So then it was like, he gave me the extra two bucks. And then there was a homeless guy that was right by the, cause they have a, like, it's like a baker right next door. Okay. And then right away, I just gave that, that toonie to the guy, you know, yeah. like, I was like, yo, just go, go get a, a drink, right. Something. Or a coffee. Yeah. So it's like little things like that. I think it, like back then I wouldn't even be in that mindset, you know, because I, I told, I think I told you before how I've, when I was in California and I I gave, well, I thought they were homeless because they were- And they scammed money. you. Yeah. And then the guy, I did say that on this podcast. You did, you did, I yeah. Did, right? Yeah. They, they, they took off with the money. And they probably, and they pocketed, they probably got their, their whole homeless business online going. So I was happy today that the guy actually went in and got a coffee though. Yeah. And I think, I think Canadian homeless people are different than American homeless people. I think American, they always try to find a way to make a business out of it where like- Canadians here, like we actually have a lot of assets and stuff for people that struggle. So, you know, if they're homeless, like they're really homeless, right? Um, yeah, American ones, I find even the guy in New York, I, I think I told you how uh, when I gave him a, a water and he's like, I only drink smart water. Like right? that. Like, like that's bougie. And Amer- yeah, that's like Americanized, right? It's just, everything has to be like the top, whatever school, <laughs> right? Even the homeless people, like, man, that coat, like, I get it, but that's last year's. Like, I need a, <laughs> I need a different coat, you know? So, like, like, I think we're a little more humble here in Canada. We're known as the nice people, but I kind of like it. Um, but yeah, so I think over time, like, I watch different kinds of videos and, um, you know, I think it's a good time, you know, even for Christians, you know, to really just reflect, you know, the new year comes around. It's a, it's a lot of a lot of things happen during Christmas. You get to see family you haven't seen for a while. You're different. And it's weird, right? Because you're always seeing them like, you know, maybe once a year, but you're kind of always different. So it's like the conversations kind of change over time. But don't you feel that the meaning of Christmas has been lost and it gets lost, gets more lost every uh, every year? Like I, the true meaning, because I know there's people who they celebrate Christmas, but they don't even know what Christmas actually means. Yeah, I, I think I think it's never really been known. I think it's just like something that's been marketed and it marketed in business and like, you know, really pushed as like a consumerism kind of thing where it's like buy all these gifts for people, take your pictures, you know, do do a lot of things. Because do you, do you know what Christmas uh, what what is Christmas Day celebrate? Well, it, it in 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 Catholic. I don't know if it's it's a if it's a it's a celebration of Christ. It's supposed to be Christ's Mass, so His it's birthday. a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, but you know how many people don't know that? A lot of people. If you ask them, I guarantee, if we went like downtown Toronto anywhere, and you ask like people, what does Christmas mean? Like, what what does it represent? I guarantee you, so many of them won't even know that that it's the birth of Jesus. Yes. Right. They don't, not many people recognize it. Like we're, we, we talk about a ton that we're built in a system that's based around Judeo-Christianity and stuff, but people don't even know the the blessings they've been given and why they're given it. Like the ability to, like 
I don't know. I think God's blessed us with so much, and we do, we just and you know. But so, on the topic of gift giving, you know how the, like gifts uh, started because the the wise men, right? Remember they they were giving gifts to yeah. Jesus. That's how the whole present started, right? That was the foundation of what why people even receive and give gifts for Christmas. So it started as the wise men who had the gifts for Jesus and they gave it to him. Yeah, they and gave that him was like frankincense, and, myrrh, yeah. gold. I think it was. So they gave him those things, and then you know translate it to you know years, years, and uh, go on. And now it's more about just the gifts. Uh, they focus on what are you going to get for Christmas? What are you going to give people for Christmas? Rather than celebrating the birth of Jesus. Yes, and I think the the what you're touching on is about. It's more about the the what do you do for people, like the works. Like I give you, you give to me instead of like the love, uh, like the birth of life of the Lord and Savior and the focus that people, it's a shallow way of looking at Christmas. Like, you know, we live in a world where it's very shallow. It's, everything's very surfaced, right? And we've lowered and devalued the meaning of Christ. Um, and that's why even for me, I, I touch on it in my IG about Catholicism and you know, Santa Claus, right? That's what people think of Christmas is no one talks about Jesus. It's Santa Claus. It's this, and it's Santa Claus is St. Nicholas and he was a saint. And that's, you know, based off, you know, Catholicism. And he gave, he was, he was someone that helped children and would give gifts to children. And that's how they kind of over time, uh, you know, with involving paganism and marketing to people. So most people think of Christmas, they think of Santa Claus. They, they bring their kids, they take pictures with Santa Claus. Santa Claus is the face of Christmas, for sure. It's not Jesus. No. It's not God. It's Santa Claus. Yes. Like even, so one of my boys, I remember this probably like three or four years ago. And, you know, it's like here and there we talk, we talked about uh, about religion and God. And I remember one time, like we were shopping, this is in Miami, and I was like, yo, uh, do you do you believe in God, right? And then he was just like, nah. I was like, you celebrate Christmas? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's my favorite holiday, right? And, and I asked him, I was like, yo, you know what Christmas is about? Like, what what is Christmas? And he's just like, what do you mean, gifts? He's just like, yeah. you know, he's just he's like, just like, you, he's give like you give yeah, presents. Like, he didn't know what it actually meant, right? So it's just funny how so many people, they celebrate holidays that they don't really know like when we talked about Halloween, they don't people don't really know what they're actually celebrating. It's just because it's been commodified and you know, like it's been ingrained in culture the way that corporations have marketed uh, to to us. So that's what they think is actually uh, the purpose behind these holidays and you know these things like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Like if you ask someone what is Thanksgiving uh, about, like what what are the origins of it, right? A lot of people just say, you know, it's turkey, it's it's big meals. They don't actually know. Yeah, even I don't. I don't even think I actually know. Like even our, because I know America's Thanksgiving is different than ours. For me, Thanksgiving is like I don't really know the origins either. I mean, I, I should probably do some research because I think it's just food. Yeah, food, food, <laughs> exactly. Food and football. And that's what they want you to. That's what these corporations they want you to think it's about. It doesn't matter like the origin. It doesn't matter like what it really means to celebrate. Just you know, partake in it the way that we want you to. Yes. And we know what it, what it does to people. Like for me growing up, you know what it feels like when your friends get gifts that you didn't get or they get syst- like pl- PlayStation systems that you didn't get. It causes a lot of confusion. Like we talk about confusion and like what we actually value. So people go value about like what gifts you give them or what gifts you get, right? And it causes a lot of division and stuff, even in, in family households. Like some families make more than others, right? And, it, it, and honestly, I think it causes too much stress for parents. For sure, like the, but even for us, 
So even like in Chinese New Year, when uh, so we give red envelopes right with uh, with money in it, like and we we give them out to you know family members, and you know like every family during Chinese New Year they compare how much you receive compared to how much you give out. Because it's like it's like that's human nature, right? Yeah, yeah. You what you want to see that what you got is like equivalent or better than what you gave out. So it's like you know, like if if you even have to, if that brings you stress, why even do it? Exactly. And like we talk, that's why you touch on a good point of what you do. Like what you do, look at what the fruits of it is. So if you're doing something and it brings you stress, that's a signal. Like maybe I shouldn't be doing this. That's why when you talk about like how we're trying to change the way we see Christmas and do things for others, it's about what the fruits of it is. And you know the problem is, so even if you don't partake in something, then people look at you now as like, oh, this guy's be he's the he's the, what do they call it? the Grinch? The Grinch. You know? He doesn't <laughs> give gifts. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. give gifts. He doesn't do anything. He wants to save his money. He's cheap. Yeah, it's it's there. It's so many like so much pressure. So much pressure, bro. Like <laughs> so much pressure, and. Even especially right now for COVID, this is going to be the hardest Christmas for a lot of families. Yeah. Because they don't have, like, the money's, the well's dried up for and, a lot of people, and right? And a lot of parents think, like, oh, I, I want to love my kids and my kids' friends are getting this. And, okay, touch on the your PS, what, what are you, Xboxes? What, how much do those cost nowadays? Because I remember when I was a kid and video games, like, and all play, were, like, new. So when I got Nintendo 64 for Christmas, my whole life changed. Like that was me too. That was like the best day of my life. Super Smash Bros. And that's still a classic till this day. Like I remember that when I went I was so young, elementary school, and just getting that and being so hyped up. Um so I know kids are, you know, systems are even ten times more advanced now. You have online gaming. That's their community. You're in lockdown. They're in lockdown. You They're can friends. only play games. You can't talk to your friends unless you have a video game station, like a play game station, right? Like I don't even know how to, how to talk about, like whatever. But there's such a super superimposed force. So now these companies go, oh, you know, the market's up. Let's put these prices super super high. Like what do they what do they cost now? So, so seven hundred retail. But good luck try good luck getting one for retail because they're always sold out. Oh yeah, even the like video card like everything now is being resold. So like video cards uh, for you know people's compute like computer gaming. Uh, like if you want to have crystal clear imaging, right? Fast like faster uh, processor, all this stuff. You need a good video game card. So if you were to buy one, it may be what like five hundred bucks or like six hundred bucks. 700 resale over a thousand oh my god so like everything now especially because it's covid where the, the people know that you can't go to the store and buy anything yeah. you have to buy it online so resellers take advantage and they and, then and they, they buy jack up the price they buy all of it pretty much and then who who like for talking about video game stations right so now if you're a parent wanting to buy your son a playstation who do you have to go to now because you can't get it at walmart resellers and you got to pay more so you know it's like it's puts added pressure and it, 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 it's a trickle effect, like a chain effect, right? So say if it's hard to find one, you spend like your whole month paycheck, your last month's paycheck on it, and then your kid has this video game station, but now you have to find new ways to make money. Like, I think that if we can, you know, even people listening and how, you know, you're going to approach Christmas this year is like, you know, how can I give or provide value to people that has to do with love? 
that's about love and not about what I need to get. You know, if we can have more people not think and worry about what gifts I want to get or from who I'm getting it from and think about how I can just serve people or... Even the, even just informing people about the origin of Christmas. Yeah. If that's what I can do to people so they understand what Christmas really is, it's a celebration of Jesus's birth. That's yes. what Christmas is. Christmas isn't, it's not gifts. It's not like, it's not about the lavish meals and all that. That's what like... Be living in North America, that's what you know we're being marketed at, like uh, towards right. Like Christmas has always been marketed to uh, towards us as you know you gotta get the newest, latest, greatest thing for for Christmas, right? And it, it that's why it's I can't blame really society for not knowing like the history or origin because some people you only know what you're being told through you know commercials. Yeah through going uh, in school you're already taught Chris Kringle Chris Kringle I remember even when I was in school it would put pressure on kids who were poor mm-hmm. because now they have to get a gift for someone who like what if they don't what if their family doesn't have money now you're forcing the kid to partake right but it's like for, if, if you're a young kid and you're already being forced to do that that just puts you in that mindset of you know I, I this is normal I have to continue with this every year yep and we it goes to show that we North America is run on businesses. It's a it's a business first and not faith first, right? It's business first, and then Jesus is kind of around here and there, different stories, um, and that's what it causes a lot of yeah. We uh, even for myself, the whole like parents, it's it's normal to lie to your children about Santa Claus. Like the fact that that it's normalized that every parent would rather lie to their kids about Santa Claus and have them find out eventually that he's not real, to me is it shows this, like not the sickness but the system is backwards. So then, and more kids believe in Santa Claus yes. than Jesus. Yeah, because that's, that that's what because uh, we're, we're we're in a business. We're North America's. We're, we're pushing out. How can we create sales? How can we get kids to feel good? Because the the business is based on emotions. So we need to amp the emotions. Give them a story about this guy who flies around on reindeer and somehow is able to get to every kid on the planet, right? It's taking, everything is always taking away from the life of Jesus Christ. And that's why we always talk about the truth, right? Especially like during holidays, it gets lost in the sauce. Yeah. Well, everyone's drinking a lot of sauce during the holidays. It's like, (laughs) it's an amplified, it's amplified. Like the holidays, it, it shows, it's kind of an extreme version of what people are really functioning like. So when the holidays come around, we either go one way or the other. So some people go, hey, how can I give back? How can I go serve food? And then the other people are just like, you know, who would I got to get gifts for? Okay, I got my kids here, you know, sports here. You know, even for me, it's like we were playing hockey, getting gifts for our new hockey stick was big because, like, you know, everyone else is getting the new synergy. It was Easton Synergies are, were big, right, in the holidays. And you, you know how, you, by the way, you know how much those resell for now? The original synergies? Thousands. No, like hundreds, but still, like the fact that those things go for high hundreds, like you remember, like the, those used to be like Man. two bills, right? Now, if you have one, you can get like five hundred, like just you know? because, just because they're old school. Yeah, because you can't get them now. I right? remember when one pieces came out, and that was a big <laughs> thing, like a lot of pressure, right? You're playing hockey in Canada, and you want, you oh, if your son has a good stick, somehow he's gonna get better at hockey. When I, w- I wish it was just about your skills, right? But that's what happens, like in hockey for parents in Canada. Like you're paying extra money even on holidays because there's uh, Christmas tournaments, there's the New Year tournaments, and like you're just spending all this money, and it's just constantly pushing. Like like you said, we're living in a North American business, and not about you know how it's not about what I can gain or how, what I have to. If I pay someone or get them a gift, that's love. 
You know, I think it's very a uh, shallow way of showing love is buying somebody a gift. And we always talk about how real change starts from how the youth view things, right? Yeah. And view holidays, you know, view things like Halloween or Christmas. So, you know, if more parents started informing their kids that Christmas is about Jesus's birth and, and less about this whole Santa Claus, reindeers, like, uh, like you know, like all of that, uh, all of those things, like it would pe- like kids would not grow up and they wouldn't grow up thinking that it's all about the gifts and it's all about presents because like it's instilled in you from a young age. Like we talked about how when we were younger, it, it was all you. about the gifts and then you grow up and then that you find out later about, okay, Santa Claus is not real. Like I got to, you know, realize that it's more, to, it's more than just about me. It's about other people. But why can't that be taught from the start? Right. And that's a good question is why. And, and there's a reason Right, it's not it's not a random occurrence. Did you believe how long did you, you believe in Santa Claus for? Did you believe in Santa Claus? Were, you, were your parents probably for sure? I think every every kid. Did your, par- did your parents did your parents tell you that Santa was giving you gifts? Like, did you write a letter to Santa on the day you know he gives cookies and milk and all that stuff? No, I can't even remember that. I can't remember doing that. I just remember getting gifts under the tree. But, but like, were you like that's from Santa? Like, were you sleeping? <laughs> going, like, bro, I fully I full on believed. Oh. Like, dude, I wouldn't, sometimes I'd like, I couldn't sleep because I wanted to hear him on the top of my house. Yeah. I don't think I was that, bro. I like that, I was either the extremely delusional or just cause I was so young, bro. Like I believed in fairy tales. I believed in true love, all that kind of stuff. Like romanticism, things you see on the movies. I loved watching movies, Christmas movies. So dude, I, I, you know, that's why for me it's, it's, it's more like, yes, there was tons of enjoyment and love through the holidays and the memories of my parents and my siblings and, you know, even that Nintendo 64 moment, whatever here and there. But I think it's very detrimental because it was, it was hiding me. It was kind of keeping me in like, like, like this safe box that doesn't allow real growth to happen because you're already deceived at a young age. That, and you, like when you're young, you absorb everything. Like if someone tells you something, like you believe it, like especially if it's someone you look up to. So I think if, you know, for me, if I'm a parent, like my kids, sorry, Santa Claus is not real. We'll find ways to have a good time. Well, you know, but I'm not giving them this whole fairy tale of write this letter to Santa Claus. Give him he likes cookies and milk. He flies on these reindeer and like he drops you off these gifts when truly it's your parents who work their asses off to give you these gifts because the system says it, that's the time you're supposed to do for your kids is give them all these gifts. You know, and it, it's just I think it's such a backward way of of teaching your children you know life skills. Because like you said, you grow up and then you're like, you kind of find out Santa Claus is not real. You're like, what was the point? Yeah. And also, yeah, I, I think about how many people in the world celebrate Christmas, right? Who like love celebrating Christmas too. And that they don't even believe in God or they don't believe Jesus is real. Yet you celebrate Christmas, which is the day he was, which is the day Jesus was born, Right. Isn't that so ironic to you? Like, well, the name Christ is in the is, is in the name Christmas. Yeah, and and it it, it shows the ignorance. It were <laughs> it straight up, man. People are are so ignorant in today's time. Like, think of they don't even yeah. know what what they're doing and why is it what was built on. Think of what celebrating something like it's like me like celebrating your birthday, I guess, and then someone just and then I guess. Like, how, how could I relate that? Like, ce- celebrating something that you don't believe in the origin of it. It's, it's, um, hmm. It's kind of, it's, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the, ta- the it's, it's, it shows the, 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 the shallowness of the world and how everything is becoming watered down, like less and less and less. It's like marriage nowadays. Like, marriage wasn't what, wasn't, 
well, I don't know if it ever was, but marriage was something that was meant to be so impactful. Now it's just people making contracts with each other and they call it a marriage, but they don't act and service each other in what you're supposed to do in a marriage. So it, it, it shows that people do not put value into things anymore. Like they, it, they just like to call it something, but they don't attach any meaning or purpose to it. Right. It's what, it's what we're touching on today. It's like Christmas is, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus Christ? You know, I was very grateful that my mother, you know, Catholic background, I grew up more in a Catholic background because it, it still has some paganism and traditions revolved around it. We talk about religion. Um, and my mom would play the Jesus movie every Christmas when I was little. Right. And that was actually my first experience it, it being around like anything involved with Jesus. So that actually helped me when I, you know, was going through my traumatic times in my younger 20s, I talked about in later episodes of like, you know, I watched this movie every Christmas. It was about Jesus, literally from like the gospel on a movie. And I would watch this guy I'd be like, man, this guy's really kind. Like he helps all these people. He's, he doesn't, he's not mean, he's not angry. So for me, I was very blessed that my mom would at least show me, let me watch this movie. And she wanted me to watch, you know, Jesus because he's about love. And Christmas takes away even in America, a lot of people, you know, the love we, we create is all about conditions. And that's the one thing we're talking about too, is like, you know, Christmas, these holidays, gift giving, it's all about conditions. Like I'll love you as long as you do these things. Like if you do this set of lists or you, you, you meet the conditions that this relationship is set on, then I, then I will love you. But if you do not, then I got a problem with you. I'm like, you know, how come you, how come I'm spending more gifts, more money on gifts than you are? How come, you know, it's, and then also too, in the Instagram age, you know, people are posting different stuff of gifts they're getting, um, you know, cars they're getting, putting a ribbon on it. It's, it's like all this different stuff about, um, you know, coveting different things that creates a lot of stress. And like we said, children, children watch these things like 24 seven. And you know, what's crazy how nowadays saying Merry Christmas to someone can offend them. So that's why they try to say, say happy holidays. So in my head, I'm like, everyone is celebrating you guys are celebrating this time of the year because it's Christmas. It's literally like that's what it revolves around. The holidays yeah. is around Christmas. So like if that's and they're trying to get rid of Christ in the name Chris in Christmas. So they say Xmas, right? We know about that. That's me so cheesy. Like uh, ec- the fact that they put an X in it, like I don't understand what cancel, like cancel miss, like cancel mass, like X, like, like cross. They think that the X is a cross. So it's like so literally that's like cancel culture. Did they, did they start cancel culture, canceling Jesus? <laughs> like, but it's like that's when it goes to show you that if you believe in if you believe in celebrating Christmas, how do you not believe in Jesus's birth, right? Why do you why do you think people don't want to like investigate? Why do you think people don't want to um, actually look it's, at? It's a combination of they don't know. So like even if people listening right now, this might be a first for them that they didn't know what Christmas actually meant, right? So, because there's not, no one, like, how else would you get informed about that? If your whole life, it's just been about Santa Claus. It's been about gifts, right? It's been about happy holidays. So people don't even know, like, what's the, what's the real meaning behind Christmas. And it's, it's every year it gets worse because every year there's, it's, it's more, the focus is on the products, right? It's about the meals, like what you're going to be eating rather than celebrating what, what's the true origin of it. And if everyone thought, if, if, if everyone knew that the origin of Christmas was Jesus's birth, you would change your mindset of what you're actually celebrating. And what, and what was it for you that um, began? Because you know we grew up, we grew up. Like, did you always feel that way about Christmas, or like, what was, what do you think was that no. switch for you, where you're like, you started to think about like? 
like I, I think that when I was younger, because yeah, I, I went to Bible school when I was younger, this and that, but Christmas to me was still about gifts. wasn't about celebrating, you know, about celebrating Jesus's birth. It was like, yo, what am I getting? Right. And I'm around family. But then as I, like I told you that as I grow older, as I grew older, I was just thinking more and more that, you know, how much less the gifts matter and mean rather than just the time, like the time that you get to celebrate with the people that you love. And could you tell by also the relationships you were having, like the, 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 the level of type of relationships you had with people that you could tell it was about just it was about transactions, like the relationships you have are just about the transactions, not actually about the person. Yeah, because like what you said, it's, it comes down to competition. So you're trying to measure up your gift compared to someone else, what they're planning to give you. And there's always that feeling of being let down because it's human nature, right? We want to make sure that we're getting back what we gave out. Yeah. No one likes to be shortchanged, right? And that's why the whole concept of, of gifts in general during Christmas time it's unneeded pressure, right, from the system. Yeah, and I, th- I, I think we, you know, for me, when I developed my relationship with, you know, Jesus and knowing how he lived his life and lived with almost nothing, he didn't need anything. And if we could really, like for me, I don't need much, you know, for me, it's, it's about keeping life simple and staying balanced and we don't need like things we don't need more things and i think a lot of times we're dealing with certain stuff like anxiety depression stress like we look to like i gotta fill this time with getting something new if i buy this new station playstation if i buy this new game if i if i have these things i can distract my mind from what's going on inside you know there's a study that shows that a lot of people it's not even that they they care about receiving that thing it's more about the anticipation of it coming in the mail so yeah, there's actual studies behind it where so many people, they just impulse buy on Amazon or they buy impulse buy on eBay. And it's not even because they actually want that thing. They just love the feeling of tracking numbers of like the anticipation of something coming in, of, all, of always something that's coming into them. It's like, it's a sickness, right? And you know, that's these, a lot of these uh, online stores, they know that and mm-hmm. they cater to that. So when you go and check out at Amazon, it says people who bought this, they also bought this below it. And you can always add those to your order, right? And they attach to that that addiction that, that they just get high off the, the idea of it. And I know what that's like too because I, I buy a lot of stuff online. And, you know, you all, every day you always track this item. Is it coming? And when's it coming? And that's the dopamine rush you get from so always how, refreshing. So how do you manage yourself in that then? Because you're around a lot of different items, reselling, buying stuff. How do you manage yourself to be like, yo, Aaron, let's stay focused on what the purpose is of this and not get caught up? It's very hard. Like even right now, like, yo, I buy so much hockey gear. You know what? You always see me with new gear, right? And it's like I always have to try to catch myself of just like at what point, how much is enough? Like I think even right now, like I probably have what? maybe almost 50 pairs of gloves. That's incredible. Like, I, you don't need that many gloves. You have one you set of know, hands. never know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every period, you got to switch up the gloves. You got to stay fresh. Yeah, like, that's, it's a sickness. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm always, I always have different jerseys, this and that. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes down to just, when I was even younger, how I loved fashion. So mm-hmm. it just translates to whatever you're in, right? Yeah. Because that's my true, that's what I, I, I love and, and I care about. Yeah. But there's a balance. Mm-hmm. And I'd be lying to you if I said I found that balance because uh, clearly not. I still get new stuff. Mm-hmm. But I know the feeling of always tracking something. Like even today, I have something that's coming in from Michigan. And I was like, yo, I ordered this thing in November, November 30th. It's all. It's what almost end of December and it still hasn't came in. 
because you know how give them a bad review <laughs> but you know how backed up the whole uh, shipping uh, yeah, it is, system yeah. right now because everything's online well, I, I shipped out those vegas socks and the guy hasn't <laughs> received them yet i'm like i might get a bad review for this but i guess it's because it's the holidays right so all the not online just uh, not just and... holidays though because covid oh covid has added so much uh stress to the system yeah even at canada post yesterday just dropping off a package i was in line for like 40 minutes my goodness but you know that's that's the work you do that's like that's the i think it's that we have to that's why too i always say like you know there's so much you know negatives to look at the lockdowns for but now we have all these blessings to really reflect on the things we do because we have the time to think about them and we you know sticking to you know it's good that I think a lot of times what we love and love to do can be also our kryptonite and the things that actually can take us away. So how much you love fashion and clothing is for me is like, that's like fitness and training for me. Like that was just something I would do like nonstop. And I had to sit back and reflect, you know, all the gyms got you know, shut down. I'm just working at home. And I really humbled myself being like, like, you know, man, I love this, but like, I love it to a point where it's like an addiction, right? It's like, I have to go do it and I'm going to keep doing it. I would train before hockey, like all that. So I had to really, you know, you have to realize, you know, okay, you know, yeah, I get a lot of stuff from this and it feels good, but I can just, you know, I got to find that balance because there's a tipping point, right, where I think the pace we, we want to go at is is unhuman, right? And I think when we talk about even Christmas and realizing, you know, Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus Christ, who is Jesus, you know? How did he live his life? You know, I think a lot of people, even Christians, they don't really know, like, Jesus, the person and how he lived his life. You know how he lived his life what he commanded us to live like and there was not love like that on this earth until he came so love was very you know we see it in today very shallow and very conditional that's why when you get older you have what less and less friends you only have certain people because you know this actually person actually even if i mess up even if i you know don't do the right thing he'll that person's gonna love me and we realize in life that we grow up a lot of stuff we're taught is conditional love like toys, cars, games, sports, TV, all this stuff, fashion, artists. It's all about this needing to attach to all these different things that are conditional and they never fulfill you. They'll get you high, you'll feel buzzed for a bit, and then you're left with this like emptiness and anxiety. And you got to keep going, got to consume more. And you got to keep going, right? It's like a drug. Yeah, right? so now holidays, Christmas time is like that is like that overdose, literally that overdose that people can crash it. Like people lose their house because they're trying to spend all these money, money on gifts for their kids. Like people go nuts over this. They they lose family over over money, all that. Going like, to debt. Going credit, to debt. Credit, debt. Yo, know, where are we holding Christmas this year? Oh, we I don't see that person anymore because this happened last Christmas. He got too drunk. Um, you know he, which month? You know which month is the highest? Uh, uh, they said Visa and Mastercard every year they report. Uh, the highest debts for Canadians. You know which months it is. December, January. On? Yeah, December, January, because people go over their credit limits. They have to start borrowing because of the gifts. Right, it's that time of the year where you have to, because you don't. It's keeping up with the Joneses. If yeah. you can't get gifts for people, they're like, oh, this, you know, you're, you're not doing well. Yeah, and I, and I know that from experience. Like, I came from a very humble upbringing. Like, my blessing was living in Canada, living in here. That's my privilege. Like, I grew up with parents that just worked hard and, like, sacrificed a ton so I can have a great life, play hockey, do all these different things. Like, you know, my dad would go live, work in the States for work and stuff like that. My mom would take two jobs, even when we were kids, drive a bus. So, like, I came from a very, like, humble upbringing where I saw, parent, like, my parents having to work hard to give me a lifestyle based on Canada and based on what other kids were doing. And for me, it's, you know, I was very blessed, but I also got to see that it causes a lot of stress, unneeded stress. 
And now being older, it's like, you know, if I ever have a family, I'm going to give them the foundation of Christ. <laughs> You're going to tell them what Christmas is really, really about. Yeah, really about and give them a foundation and to know like, and to focus on what is really a gift. Gift is what God gave you, not what this world can give you, not what's at Walmart, not what's at Costco, not what's on Amazon. The blessings are the gifts. What God gave you is what's already the blessing. And that's why like you see homeless people, they still love Jesus Christ, <laughs> right? Like there's tons of videos I see where some people drive by and, there, I saw a video of a homeless woman in California, like Lily lives, you know, they, you said they have towns and stuff. You could tell she built like a place and this guy brought her some stuff, bought her some stuff. She's thanking Jesus. Like, thank you, Lord, for the blessing. Because like when you get to a place where you remove all the tangibles, like everything, your, your TV, your car, your house, and like you're just given your the world and you have to find shelter, like you love Jesus even more because you're like, you know, I need like this. These blessings are what's more important. Like, what's my life after this? Right. And I think a lot of people, we've, we've taken all that away. And now it's, you know, even for me, I remember I had a Christmas and we didn't get the gifts we wanted or Santa, right? Santa didn't give us the gifts we wanted. And like, I felt sad, but it was a play. It was like a sad where it's like, man, this is all I get for Christmas. My friends are going to get this. And I'm like, yo, I shouldn't have. The fact that I felt that way was like so extremely selfish. It's like, I woke up in a house with family and I'm looking at what, what gifts I, I, I get. You know, even on world star, they show like a lot of uh, parents. They, they use that towards like towards their advantage of the whole Santa game, because if they couldn't afford gifts for their, like good gifts for their kids, they would just blame it on Santa. Like oh, to the, the kids would be like, the naughty list yeah, they'd be like, Oh, you, you weren't good. So even though it's just like you yourself couldn't provide, like let's, there's, so there, there, I guess there's two different types of parents. Like when it comes to that, uh, that mentality it's either the parent um did like they don't care about their kids so they don't want to spend like we know there's parents out there that spend more more money on themselves than their kids so they don't want to like spend money on on the gifts so they go oh santa was uh i guess he was mad at you this year right gaslight the kid yeah or there's the other parent who they just can't afford it so that they and then they have to blame santa they use santa as you know the scapegoat being like you know the I guess he didn't come to the house this year or didn't give you something that you wanted. And those ones, those parents I feel sorry for that they have to do that. But yeah, you feel sorry for them, but it doesn't have to be that way. If from the start, you let your kids know the what truth. the truth of what Christmas is. Yeah. Christmas isn't about presents first, right? Yeah. It was never intended to be that way. It just got to that point where we are now. So that's why the, the purpose of this episode is just to let people know what Christmas is really about, and Christmas is like I'm gonna repeat it again because that's what I want this this episode to be to be known for mm-hmm. is that Christmas is about Jesus's birth, right? Well, don't uh, don't let the pressures of the world and the pressures of comparing and and you know one upping each other's gifts of you know like what's trendy. I gotta get this. I gotta get that. Don't let that overshadow what Christmas is about because if that's the foundation of it of knowing that oh it's celebrating Jesus's birth then you're thankful for the gifts you already have in life because they're already here. They're like, he's blessed you with them and uh, you can't buy those things. Yeah. You can't give me that. And what I was getting from, um, when you talk about what we talk about the start and how you're saying, you know, if you just told, if you told the kids the start of the, of the, of that, of the truth of being of Jesus Christ and who Jesus is and the life he lives, if you're able to know the foundation, you know, for me, I think I would have had less struggles and battles if my even this in with my anxiety, my depression, my my thoughts. You know, I talk about the spiritual world. If I knew the truth from the beginning, 
I would have been able to set myself up for more success because I wouldn't have to be focusing on things that don't provide value to me, that actually make me feel emptier and you're and not less. And you're not feeling you're putting a burden on your parents. Yes, exactly. So when you, like I always tell parents, like it could be hard in the beginning, but tell your kids the truth, regardless <laughs> of what other families are doing. But what if the parents themselves, they don't even know the truth? And it's like that. Then it's then then that's where you know like we, eventually people like us yes, have to inform exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be that 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 person who's going to step outside, be like, you know what? I saw how I was experiencing Santa Claus as a kid and how it messed up my emotions and like what I valued. Like I was, it got me high. So like I viewed Christmas as this is my high. Like I can't wait for Christmas because I'm gonna get really high. I'm gonna get really jacked up and get all these presents and then. You go two weeks and then you go back to school and you're like you're like severely depressed, right? Because the world wants to make you chase these highs and get very low, chase high and get low. And I always tell people when you look at the life like that, when you're chasing really high and you're getting really low, and that doesn't work out, you find something else that gets you really high and then really low, and then all of a sudden, whoa, suicide rates go up because it's not sustainable. It's not human, right? And if you could, you know, have you know, teach your kids about the love of Jesus and who Jesus is, like the birth of Jesus Christ is the biggest, most important birth in this world. (laughs) It's the only thing that matters is Jesus. The only thing that matters is God. So when his son is born, that is starting a new covenant and the things that went on to even to keep that child alive is so fundamental even to the Christian faith in this podcast. This podcast doesn't exist without the birth of Jesus Christ. And going forward into that in the life he led... Everything that Christmas is or holidays is completely opposite of the life he wanted us to live like and think like and be like. Think about how many people who are who are listening to this are going to like a lot of people because they don't know that Christmas is Jesus's birth. Now they're going to be thinking this whole time I was lied to or I wasn't informed. Yeah. Right. That's a big and that's a big thing for, you know, a lot of people who let's say they they went to a public a public school, right? Even in Catholic school, like in Catholic school, I don't even remember. Maybe because it was maybe they teach that at a very young age, but I don't even remember them teaching me that. I remember that when I was in Bible school, they taught us that this is what Christmas is because like, you go to mass, you and then you uh, you see that you know they always have plays about Jesus being born. But I don't even know if that was in actual uh, school, like elementary school, that they taught us that. No. Christmas for me is like about Jesus' birth. Yeah. No, for me. Did you, where did you learn that? I went for about about Jesus. That that Christmas was Jesus' birth. Um. Well, every Christmas my mom played the same on VHS a movie about Jesus Christ. So like, yeah, so, we did the whole Christmas Santa Claus thing, and to be honest, I like I believed in Santa Claus is real. Like the Jesus movie was kind of like a second nature thing where it's like there's this character Jesus, and he's a really great guy, really kind, really loving. And I actually really enjoyed the movie every Christmas. Like, I got excited to watch this Jesus movie. So that was like my beginning of who Je- this Jesus person was. Didn't have any Bible reading, no Bible school. Like I went to elementary school. It was all about like elves and Santa Claus and gifts and stuff. Like nothing about the, the faith, right? And even high school, nah, it was all about Kris Kringle gifts and parties. Like like how, Christmas time when, you, when you're younger, you're who's having the party? You have different Christmas get, you know, you dress up in ugly sweater Christmas, like ugly sweaters is a big thing for high schoolers and college kids, the party win. And then, you know, you want a slutty Santa Claus, slutty, <laughs> you know, Mrs. Claus and all that stuff, right? Culture obviously integrates into that. But So do you get scared of of saying Merry Christmas to people? Or do you, do you like, 
Do I you honestly, say happy holidays to people now more? Or I don't honestly. What's your thought it, on that? In today's time, I don't say I don't say anything. Like I just, I don't even mention the holiday itself because I know how people vision it. Like I don't give that any energy. Like happy holidays. I, I think I'll just say happy holidays because even when I say Merry Christmas, like it, it doesn't have the value. People just say, "Oh, Christmas." Like I, I don't really. But don't you think it's bad that? Like even having to uh, for people to consider which one is is correct or which one is politically correct to say is a problem. Yeah, I th- I think we because I I all admit I I feel like if I say Merry Christmas to someone I feel that I could be offending them if they don't believe. Yeah, right. And the same things that I do. And to me, that's like a double edged sword. Where I think it could be, I think it's a bad thing. I think you should be able to say whatever you want based on your beliefs, right? Like if if you believe in Jesus, you want to say Merry Christmas because you believe in Jesus. Say Merry Christmas. And <laughs> if somebody gets offended, like that's their problem. You know, my boy, when he used to, so this was like when I used to go to uh, club days at Lost and Found. And uh, one of my boys, like during, uh, I think it was a like, Christmas party or something, when he was leaving the club, he like he told, like, he was obviously drunk too. But I remember he told the guy, he's like, "Yo, Merry Christmas, bro!" And the guy's like, "You know, he's like, yo, I don't celebrate that." He's like, "Okay, go fuck yourself." <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> he got so pissed. He was like drunk. Yeah, he's yeah, already pissed off, right? He's like, "Okay, then go fuck yourself." But right? it was like, bro, like now you can't even say Merry Christmas to someone because they can get offended. So you got to say Happy Holidays or you know Merry Xmas. And it's like, bro, first first people didn't even want to acknowledge what Christmas is about. And now when you try to inform them, it's like, you know, they get they get cheesed or they don't have no they don't know how to take it. And that's that that's been this world the from the beginning. You know, that's why we saw you know about the birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ tried to tell people the life and how to live it and they killed him for it. So we have to remember that, like, when you're telling the truth, it doesn't get a good response. Yeah. Telling the truth never goes the way you think it's going to go. Like, for me, when I, found, when I found that the truth, you can only tell the certain people that are going to vibe with you. Most people are going to get either they're going to ignore it, dismiss it, or get triggered. And I think if I say Merry Christmas to somebody, they can say whatever they believe in. Like, if I say to someone, Merry Christmas, I'm saying it because I believe in this, they can say... I know Happy Hanukkah. I don't know if that's around the same time, but they yeah. can say what they believe in. You know what I'm saying? Did you see uh, Smokey Robinson with the Hanukkah thing? Did you guys see that? Uh, basically, you know who Smokey Robinson is, right? The baseball player? Is he the baseball player? No, nah, so he's uh, he's like a select... But what was he? I think he was a singer, right? Like, I know Musician? the... Smokey Robinson, yeah, is an American singer, songwriter, recorder, producer. So, you know Cameo. That's bad. I said baseball player. That was yeah, off. You're thinking Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> so take this in. Basically, uh, you know Cameo? Mm-hmm. Cameo is for celebrities. Uh, you can pay them and they record a shout out for you. They can record happy birthday. A uh, bunch of things. Any message you want from a celebrity, you can pay it for it and they send it to you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So a guy paid uh, Smokey Robinson for a happy Hanukkah to his par- to his mom. So two brothers, right? They paid him for it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they send you a, a script of what, what they want you to say, right? Yeah. But Hanukkah, there's different ways of spelling it. So you can spell it, you know, like the way it sounds, like H-A-N. You know, I don't even know how to spell it properly, yeah, but you can spell I. it that way. Yeah. Or there's another spelling that's C-H-A-N-N. Like there's different spellings, right? So he they sent him the one that was C-H, right? So when he's reading it, he's like... Hey, uh, like I'm making up the, the mom's name. Hey, yeah. Debbie, you know, yeah. this is from your Debbie. sons, uh, uh, Alex and Ryan. 
Uh, they just want to wish you a happy Chanuka. <laughs> I don't know what that is. He's like, but yeah, the, I don't know what that is, but it's happy Chanuka. Chanuka. So everyone just roasted him, right? Like oh, it's no. all over TMZ and everything. They're like, yo, oh. this guy's an idiot. Like it's Hanukkah. But the guy, he's like, he's so old too. And he, he doesn't know. It's his first time. He's 80, right? 80 years old. What do you want me to say? Yeah. But it was, I was dying because oh, like, my gosh. it's just something funny. He's like, happy Chanuka. Chanuka. Is that good? maybe it's like the different language way of pronouncing it, right? There's different no, ways. No, there's different ways of spelling it, of Hanukkah. So Hanukkah spelled with a ch. Yeah, that, that's one of the, you can oh. you can spell it different ways, and like the c is uh, silent. <laughs> it's just like just happy Chanuka. <laughs> yeah, that's jokes. But that, it goes to show though the bunch of stress that the holidays bring, like the different like. I think obviously with religion and tradition, you know, that's a, bit, a lot of pressure for even people in the in the religious communities. Um, but that's why, too, I always want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, listening to humble yourselves and make it very simple. Like, keep the holidays about reminding yourself of your Lord Jesus Christ, you know. And, and the blessings you have. The blessings that you have and not that you don't need to covet more things, right? And we're seeing the, the cause of destruction by that. Like, people, well, even with the lockdowns and everything going on with consumerism, even online shopping increasing, people are paying, spending way too much money that they don't even have. So if we can just spend less and love more, like I always tell like the, the world is about conditions, like love in today's time is conditional love. If you do these things, then I'll love you where unconditional love is about the sacrifice and suffering of one for somebody else. And, you know, Jesus Christ did that. He did that for us. Um, and he paved the way. And I, that's for me, it's like, I always want people to rewind and kind of, we have to kind of peel back the layers of ourselves and how we grew up. Like we grew up with many layers. We put layers on ourselves of how the world should be, what culture is like, how we have to think, how, you know, we don't have to, we have to, we have to care less. And it's more about being cool. If we care less and be cool, then that's accepted in the world. You know, and if, if you're slowly peel back layers, if your relationship is dependent on the gifts you have to give to someone or receive, it's a, it's a fake relationship anyways. Yeah. So that's when you can, you really know, like, especially during Christmas time, how much, a relationship uh, means to you and means to someone else if it just depends on the gifts. And that's right? how I always felt. Like if I felt like I had to give gifts to these people to be accepted or to not be judged, I knew like that's a that's a awful way to live. Like if I knew I'd go see these people, I'm like, man, they're going to get me all these gifts and if I don't get anything and I don't have a lot of money and i got to spend this money I don't have. Like it's so such a disheartening way to view the world itself. That's why I'd rather just not not expect any gifts and me not have to give you gifts. Yeah, and just hang you know, out, have like, a meal. Yeah. You know, pray to our Lord like Jesus. Christmas parties that require gift giving is like the biggest joke. You know, why Why should you be required to... That's why Chris Kringle as a kid always like made me upset. Because it was like... It just create It created... It creates uh, comparison and competition between young minds, right? Unnecessarily. Like we're all young and we're being forced to buy gifts for people and receive and like you know people get pissed like oh i got a bad chris kringle but i gave someone else something so that's what puts people in that mindset of you know like the of, of lo- mi- missing like the real intentions of the holidays yeah and when you guys you guys and ladies start thinking about what are your intentions for the holidays what are your intentions for christmas you know is it about just spreading some joy and kindness to your, to your loved ones maybe to others who are less privileged, who don't have much, who don't even have a meal or don't have shelter. What are the things that you can start doing? What are some things, you know, if you guys are listening, even if you're 
you're not a Christian listening to this podcast and you, you know, maybe you're feeling stressed or anxious always around the holidays, how can you start changing it up? How can you maybe make it better for yourself and your family? What are some of the things that you can maybe start instilling that instead of, you know, giving and buying gifts, you can even, you know, create something. You can create something new. You can make it an activity you guys all do together. You know, it's you can guys can go. You know, obviously, it's hard to do anything in these lockdowns, but you try to find something to do outside, something to do with your family that's not about the gifts, but about the people you're with, right? I think a lot of people are now more invested into things than they are into people. And it's we, a crime, though, to hang out with other people right now. Yeah, the world's trying to <laughs> yeah, disconnect and dehumanize us, but try to find what are the things that you can do. And if you are a Christian listening to our podcast, you know, how can you instill more faith practices during these holidays? Maybe more prayer time with your family, more reading of the Bible, of you know Jesus and the things He did. You know, get into more of who and spreading Jesus it Christ too. is. Yeah. Spreading it too to someone. You know, yeah. You get like that, that's the thing. It takes time to build up that courage because I know about like even doing this podcast. It took courage for myself to just be to feel comfortable in talking about my faith, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because and and it's not it's not for everyone. You know, some people like they. Uh, they don't have it in them to start a YouTube channel and talk about it. You're not, you're not, you're not expected to, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe just sharing your faith with a friend that you care about, and that's all it takes. Because sometimes people they just need to, they just need a, a like a handout, literally, or someone to talk to. And then from there, it's like you might have so many similarities in in terms of like you guys, what you believe in, what you want to work on, and you just need that extra person, right? Amen. To be there, so I think that that that's good for Christmas as well. Just like you know, sharing sharing something with someone, whether it be you know a meal, a message, you know something you don't wear in your closet anymore. Yeah. Right. We we all have something that we can give to someone. Amen. And this that's a great example because this podcast came because you and I started talking about our faith openly to each other. We took that chance. And you see how things build up. So, if you, you know, if you guys can step out a little bit, take some steps to people that you maybe you trust, you love, talk about the faith a bit, who knows what God can do in that as well, right? Like God will, will bless you if he says that you're, you know, you're, you're preaching his name, preaching his word, big things can happen, right? And I think we, we get too consumed about the, the money, the money paying this. It's like God doesn't want you constantly worshiping money and focusing on that. What, what can you do with God, right? So you're, yeah, and, that, and that's the difference between living in abundance and living in scarcity mm-hmm. so like the, the like those are two completely different different mindsets right abundance means that you know you're not scared to give someone a, a dollar or because you know that you know you giving someone a dollar is not going to take away from you making your next dollar mm-hmm. right but if you live in the scarcity mindset you're always hoarding you're always yeah. worried about the next thing of like i can't i can't help anyone else because you know it's taking away from me mm-hmm. so you're always worrying about me 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 and that's the opposite of like how, you know, we're, we, we want to live because that's the opposite of how we would want to be treated. Amen. Right? If your phone dies, wouldn't you, and you need someone's phone, right? Wouldn't you want someone to be able to trust you with their phone for the two seconds you need or two minutes? You know, they, they, they have YouTube videos uh, about that. I watched one where a guy, he just, and the guy, he's like multimillionaire but he just wanted to feel what it's like to be homeless. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, yo, like, uh, could I borrow your phone? And it, it took the guy like literally 45 minutes before someone like trusted him with his phone. Wow. And then when that guy gave him his phone to, to use, he's like, here's a hundred dollars for you because you're the first person to actually let me use your phone. So you see like little things like that's like we, we take for granted, right? Because we think, Oh, someone's going to steal it. Or if someone's on the highway, I don't want, I can't stop for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, I'm not going to go help this guy. What if he does something to me? Yeah. But think if you, if that's you, you wish you, you wish someone would stop for you. Right. That's a very good point, man. 
And I was actually thinking about that today. Like if I went to homeless people in Toronto and connected with them, are they going to do something to me? You know, like even having that, I was like, yo, I got to get rid of that. That's not something like that. Doesn't come, that doesn't come from, from a place of, of love. It comes from a place of fear, you know, and I touched on episodes before how my sister would just go and literally take pictures with homeless people. There's a guy named Stinky, I think she went to go take pictures with and just hang out hugging and stuff like that. And I'm, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm afraid. Like I'm scared. That's a big heart. And I, for me, I'm, I'm thinking like, when I, even that's a good point. If I'm like, you know, if a homeless guy was asking for my phone, I don't know. It, like, I would actually struggle. I don't know if I'd give it to him. Right. Me like, too. I'd be lying if I said, like, I'd have to analyze them. I'd be yeah. thinking like, you know, but it goes to the place where you said like, what are you afraid to lose and why you're afraid to lose it? It's like, you know, that's something I have to, you know, I think about and work on and you guys as well. And like Aaron, we're constantly guiding, engaging, like, you know, where is my heart? You know, where is my heart in this? Like, what am I constantly worshiping and, and needing to survive and rely on? Um, and I think this, it's a, it's a great way to start thinking about just the, you know, during the holidays, guys, you know, start thinking about not too much about what you don't have, but just the blessings God has given you. Um, how what you you're can, giving to others. Exactly. And like we, when you start giving to others, you realize that's what you actually want. That's what actually brings true joy and peace to your life. When you can give something to somebody else and you don't want anything back, it's like this, it's the heart of just serving that person. And then you don't want anything, anything back. That's how, you know, and not only the reason, but that's why God is real and Jesus is real because not only did he tell us to do that, but when we do, it reveals to us that it's the truth because we have peace. We feel joy. We feel actual love because like you said, when you get into a transaction and everything's just about, you know, buying gifts, how many relationships do we know that's based on transactions? A lot. Right? Buying the right wedding ring that costs way too much money so that the girls can post it, right? Same thing with not just not just women, but also men as well, right? Like wedding ring is one of the most pressures that people feel. Right. In and like life. it's the gifts. That's the biggest gift, right? That's it's not about the marriage. And who puts that pressure on the company is because all the commercials you yeah. see, you say you're you're only getting married once. They try yeah. to be like, you know, you have to make that first impression. And it's like the flip side for men. It's like the women who buy the men the PlayStation 5, right? It's a whole competition of my girl, you know, supports me in my video game addiction. And she buys me the PS5. How great, how lucky am I? It's like, bro, that's transactional. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's going to, that's going to fade, right? Because that doesn't have, when things don't have true value in a foundation, it will, it will, it's not going to last. That's why you have to be, to, to give like, Giving a gift of meaning, right? Like a truly meaningful gift, right? Has to be no strings attached. You have Amen. to give a gift and not expect anything back. Not a damn right? thing. And that's why it has to be an amount that is suitable for you, like that's suitable to your to your lifestyle. You can't overspend, right? And even if you and underspending too is bad too because then it, it loses the meaning, like the uh, like how meaningful it is uh, from your side. So like if you're just buying a gift that you know yourself like whatever like it's just, I'm just gonna give it for the sake of giving it that doesn't uh, fulfill anything. So you know you'll know when the gift is meaningful and the other person will feel that too. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Right? Well, thank you guys for today's episode. Um, have a wonderful Christmas. This is gonna come out right before Christmas. Have a wonderful Jesus Christ Day, month, year, life. Um, if maybe this is the beginning of you getting to know who Jesus Christ is, this might be the episode where you're like, who is Jesus Christ? What's this Christmas holiday I celebrate? Who knows? This could be the beginning of your faith journey, um, right? We talk about this being the bridge from culture to Christ. So spend the time with your family, love them, serve people, give for free. Like Aaron said, no strings attached, just from a place of love, unconditional love. 
Um, if you guys have been watching us for a long time, you enjoy the podcast, Aaron and I, we want others to see it. You guys enjoy it just as well. Like it on YouTube, leave a comment, subscribe, and also leave a review on Apple Podcasts so other people like you who love this podcast can see it as well. Aaron's got the verse <laughs> of the day. This is uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. It is, Be still in God's love, for he does not judge you, nor does he want you to be focused on the w- things of the world. Be one and be still, for his love is never ending in your own life. 